You're on EducateForLife.com radio with Kevin Conover. And if you listen long enough, your faith will become... I'm tired of being conned. Don't worry, the con is over, see? We're now at DEFCON 1. Did you say carnivore or carnivore? have a conversation with Kevin? Then call 800-243-9719. And now, here's your host, Kevin Conover. Bring your tired and bring your shame. Bring your guilt and bring your pain. Don't you know? Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life Radio. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And if you like this show today, you can pick up a recording there. I have a fantastic guest today. It's kind of a personal guest to me. She's a a part of my life uh, and I knew her for quite a while and still know her. But um, her name is Candace Zubernat. And she is, um, her website is thechristiancloset.com. She's a professional therapist. She graduated from the Seattle School of Theology and Psychology, and she has a master's in counseling psychology. She has a very interesting story that I'd like um, to share. And um, I just want to preface our discussion that we do have some disagreements, but um, I think it's really great to hear different people's perspectives and opinions. And I think that's the best way to get at truth. And so um, she comes from a, a background of a Christian family. Today, she is married to her partner. She is um, she's a lesbian and she also has kids. And I just want to hear her story about um, how she uh, came to make the decision that she was a uh, homosexual and also how she's dealt with that, um, how she views scripture and uh, these sorts of things. And I think it'll be helpful for all of us to get a better understanding of where she's coming from, because this is a big issue in our culture today. It's a big issue in our churches. It's a big issue in our culture. And um, what we want to do is find ways to bring healing and reconciliation uh, rather than animosity and um, distrust. So I think, uh, Christ's goal in all of this is for us to better understand one another, better love each other, better love God, and ultimately better to know uh, the truth and what he has for our lives and his perspective. So, Candace, thank you so much for being on the air today. Yeah, thank you. And thank you for what you said. I think it's easy for it to feel like this has got to be some kind of battle, um, which I think is the opposite of what God would want for this specific conversation and the broader conversation of Amen. Amen. Absolutely. I completely agree. And uh, just to give people a little bit of perspective on um, my relationship with you, uh, we knew each other in uh, college. Mm -hmm. Uh, We met at a college Bible study. Correct me if I'm wrong about any of this. No, you're right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's been a long time since Candace and I have talked and it's really, uh, it's funny that here we are, we're doing a radio show, uh, you know, our first time. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, and we, we met each other at a college Bible study and got to know each other pretty well. Um, Actually even went on a date i think yes yeah maybe a couple times one or two i can't remember all i was trying to remember two definitely one time maybe two yeah okay (laughs) and um she had she's a good friend of my wife and uh ended up being a bridesmaid in our wedding and so um just i think this whole conversation is very interesting and uh, i think a lot of people will be interested to hear what you have to share so i kind of wanted to go back to the very beginning in your life as to okay um how you grew up in your family and 
the slow process of that, the changes that took place in the way you think and your mind and your heart. And um, if you could just start where you're, you're comfortable with and, and share with us what happened. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love talking about my story because I think a lot of people who have similar experiences to myself um, can feel hopeless. I know I did for a long time. And so uh, I, I love talking about the hope of, of realizing that for me, I found a way to be able to be a Christian while still being gay, while having a happy and healthy marriage that glorifies God and raising kids. So um, it's it's really an honor for me personally. Um, but I grew up in a really traditional, very loving Christian household, um, which meant, you know, church, Sunday mornings, Bible studies, midweek, um, church on Christmas morning before you open the gifts <laughs> type of family. Really... Um, Mom and a dad and a, and a younger brother uh, felt very loved growing up. Um, of course, it wasn't without pain and, and struggle as, as, you know, sure. a lot of people experience. But um, went to Christian high school. I was kind of the person who played sports, but also did uh, beauty pageants and was prom queen, had lots of great friends. Um, also dated a lot of guys, really liked dating guys, uh, really liked kissing guys. Um, <laughs> so, so now, uh, when you were in high school, mm-hmm. so, or, or let's go back a little bit earlier to yeah. maybe middle school or elementary. Um, and, and back in that time, there was not, um, these issues weren't at the forefront at all. Uh, maybe they were kind of behind closed doors in, the, in a sense, but they hadn't come out into the public that much. Um, at what age did you begin to feel like, okay, I'm a little, I'm, I'm feeling this attraction towards the same sex, but, but I, I'm not, it's not like a little kid is identifying, oh, I, I, I'm homosexual or I, I'm gay or what's my identity, right? With those questions don't really usually cross a, a young kid's mind. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if you're raised in a Christian environment where I literally had never heard the word gay, had never known anyone that had a same sex attraction. It, mm-hmm. This was not anything I even knew existed. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I wonder if, if I had known, would I have allowed myself to experience that before I did? You know, I'm not sure because it actually took, uh, the first time I left home to go to college, um, is the first time I experienced, uh, attraction for another woman. Okay. So, so that's interesting. So in elementary school and high school, that was not an issue that had surfaced in your life at that point in time. It wasn't. And I even, you know, the first part of my college experience, I still lived uh, at home for part of it and near my home. And so even that first part, I, I still had not experienced any kind of, it wasn't even a thought in my mind or anything like that. Um, it wasn't until I, I moved, you know, far away to a place to, um, I, I went to end up transferring to Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. And it was there that, you know, I sort of woke up one morning. It was like, it really was, I was hoping to meet a nice young Moody guy. And then it felt like the next day, all of a sudden I I had a a huge crush on a a girlfriend of mine. Okay. Huh. Now I think a lot of people are going to be thinking and, and, uh, to themselves, okay. Um, it, was there something that happened in your life that facilitated that? Because uh, it's a, it's a, 
you know, in different communities, different people have different perspectives on what causes homosexuality or what cause we could say, uh, what causes heterosexuality, right? Yeah, I love uh, that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what caused you to be straight? Yeah, yeah. exactly, right? I mean, you, you can't say that one is caused by something without saying that the other is caused by something. And so... Uh, there's constantly this debate back and forth over whether homosexuality is a choice or whether somebody um, makes it, uh, is born that way and all this comes back and forth. But if, if homosexuality is a choice, then heterosexuality would be a choice. And so you, you can ask, um, and I, you can ask somebody, well, did you choose your heterosexuality? Mm-hmm. And the answer typically is going to be, no, I didn't. Uh, that's just the way I was born. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So what um, do you, in your mind, um, is there anything that facilitated that change in your feelings? Because you did date guys, you said, mm-hmm. and you enjoyed it, you said. Yeah, absolutely. And so what do you think about that? What are your thoughts there? Yeah, that it it really wasn't something born out of a dislike of men because I, I, you know, love men and have great men in my life. Um, and it also wasn't something... Um, born out of a, an experience of abuse or trauma. For me, I, I really think it was being able to be away from the environment that said, um, this is who you are and there's really no thinking outside of those bounds, you know, to, to move away and go to college begin, you know, I've got to begin to ask lots of questions that I had never asked before. Yeah. Um, and began to open myself up to life experiences and, I think that in that space, my heart somehow opened uh, and it wasn't even a choice of opening. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, it's it's a it's a really uh, dangerous assumption that homosexuality is caused by some kind of trauma mm-hmm. um, because the, the numbers just don't support it. Um, unfortunately, way more people have experienced abuse and sexual trauma than are. LGBTQ, um, and uh, there's an enormous amount. It's a huge problem in our well, really in the world. It's a huge problem in our country, but it's really a huge problem in the world. Is is uh, abuse, whether that's physical abuse, emotional abuse, or it sexual is. abuse. It's very tragic and and horrible. Um, and so I see what you're saying there. Um, I have a question about that particular thing because there there are different views that I've researched on this, and I'd love to hear your perspective on it. But that's my tease before we come back. Uh, my guest today is Candace Zubernat. Uh, her website is thechristiancloset.com. I'm your guest. I'm your host. Sorry, not your guest. I'm your host, <laughs> Kevin Conover. And um, we're going to be right back and continue this discussion. Candace uh, embraces homosexuality and also embraces the Bible. Um, how, how does she uh, pull those two together? And this is an important discussion for us to have. Uh, whether you agree with her or disagree with her, um, we need to be able to communicate, learn to... Uh, communicate effectively with one another, get at the truth, love each other, and love God. So stay with us. We're going to be right back. What do leading local restaurants have in common? They depend on Express Fix Coffee for new and used coffee and espresso machines, repairs, and affordable monthly service. Dave Martin and his local team provide water filtration services too. Call San Diego's best espresso repair company, serving your home and business. Learn more online at expressfixcoffee.com. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. 619-867-3853. 
Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. Add historic American beauty to your home today with genuine Amish furniture. It's built in the USA from solid cherry wood with a bourbon finish. Or choose alternative woods and finishes to accent your home's decor. You'll find it all at Tucker's Valley Furniture. For over 65 years, the Tucker family has served San Diego County. Still family-owned, Cash and Carry and Tucker's Valley Furniture. Two stores, both right across the street at Main and Mollison in El Cajon. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. I will cast my cares on you. You're the anchor of my hope, the only one who's in control. I will Thanks for listening today. This is Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org, where you can listen to a recording of this show and previous shows. And i uh, love to have you check it out. Um, like our video channel, our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also pick it up on iTunes and, pod, and the podcast. So i uh, love to have feedback, too. So anything, uh, if you want to send me an email, my email is kevcon, K-E-V-C-O-N, at educateforlife.org. My guest today is Candace Zubernat, and she is uh, gay and also has embraced the Bible and Christianity. And so um, my question, uh, Candace, you were giving us your story and what happened and the, the change that took place in your life. And you said it's not really a result of trauma. It's more a result of um, you were open to ideas and different ways of experiencing things. You said you woke up one morning and you all of a sudden you had feelings for, um, for a, a girlfriend of yours. Mm-hmm. And uh, my question is, how did you know that you were homosexual instead of heterosexual at that point? Because I've heard, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that um, sexuality is fluid to an extent. And so you have uh, young people sometimes, whether they're uh, in elementary school or middle school or whatever, whether their feelings for somebody maybe they have a really strong connection with somebody of the same sex. It's their best friend. They die, you know, they, they just feel like, man, I die for this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, they, their feelings flip back to another person and uh, they go, you know, yeah, I have strong feelings for them, but I'm not homosexual or, um, I'm heterosexual or vice versa. Um, how does somebody, and you as a therapist, uh, how do you differentiate between this is a feeling that I'm heterosexual. And I I think this is where I'm, my question comes in. Does choice play any role in this at all in your viewpoint? Or is, is it a hundred percent that person has become 
um, homosexual or it's 100% that person has become heterosexual. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've, in my own experience, I used to manage properties in Hillcrest mm-hmm. and about 50% of the people that were in the, in the complex were gay. And I heard multiple stories of people who would like go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one woman say, uh, she t- told uh, my, my wife was managing the property at the time. She said, my wife asked her, Why, when did you decide to become lesbian? She said, when my husband cheated on me. Now, of course, in your life, that's not your story at all. And, and mostly not the story of many people in the LGBTQ community, that it's not a reaction against something. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. So so does choice play any role uh, in your opinion, or is it purely... Uh, what would it be if it's not if there's not a choice in there somewhere? Yeah, if it was a choice, um, pretty sure myself included and many other people would have chosen something else. You know, I had that in college, that first experience of attraction and I didn't do anything about it for, I mean, many, 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 many years. In fact, I even was engaged to a man at one point trying to fight it. Um, spent years praying and fasting and studying the Bible and reaching out to church leaders. And um, my story is not unique that there yeah. was a great fight against the, this experience because I thought that it was so contrary to my Christian beliefs and, and to what God wanted for me. And so, and that's, that inc- creates an incredible amount of pain and shame um, to, to feel like there's these two parts of you that don't go together. Yeah. And, and so the yeah, idea, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and I, I think shame is, um, very damaging. And I think ultimately the devil's a tool is shame to hurt people, divide people. Yeah, I agree. Shut them down. And, uh, so I don't think that is in any way <laughs> the solution to anything. Um, but, oh, so in high school you were like, okay, I'm attracted to guys. I enjoy kissing guys, this so forth. So what what happened there that I'm trying to figure out, could you have at some point moved in a heterosexual direction and it would have gone? Or is this kind of inevitable that this is going to, is there a nature nurture thing here going on? Or is there, uh, is this pretty much, you know, a person is kind of, uh, in your opinion, predestined to be uh, homosexual or heterosexual? Yeah. I don't think that it's something that you can, uh, you know, nurture or study your way out of that um, it is or it it isn't. But absolutely, you mentioned the idea of a spectrum. And some people do fall on a spectrum. Some people experience an attraction for um, both genders and um, some people only experience, you know, for for one. And I think that, to me, really speaks of God, the artist, who creates all of us so uniquely uh, wonderful in our attraction, who we're attracted to, the gender we're attracted to, that um, to me, it's an expression of uh, diversity and and God loves diversity. Sure. I mean, we can see all throughout nature that, I mean, the the amount of uh, animals in creation is ridiculous. I, I think as far as species is concerned, it's some, something like over 2 million different species. It's crazy. All. Yeah. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, you know, some of our audience is going to be hearing what you're saying. They're going to say, well, well, true. It's true that God likes diversity, but also God does draw limits and he has boundaries to uh, the creation he's created. Mm-hmm. So there are uh, the principles in scripture that he's given us, the laws, uh, the Old Testament laws. It says, uh, if you live by these laws, if you follow these laws, you will live by these laws, meaning um, abide, abide in my word, abide in my uh, principles. And this is going to produce um, health and well-being, and so 
at at some point there's got to be a line drawn, right? And in your own life, and this is kind of a significant question: where would you, where would you draw that line as to, um, and even as a therapist, maybe as a therapist, but also as a individual, a Christian individual, when you say, okay, this behavior that you're engaging in. Um, Cause we don't want to shame people. We don't want to shame people, but at the same time we do want to say, Hey, this isn't God's principle. Uh, what would you call sin in that regard? And how do you define that? Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so if a person is engaging in uh, prostitution and you're, they came to you as a therapist and they said, Hey, help me out with this. I'm a Christian and I'm engaging in prostitution. Um, how would you respond to them? Would you say, you shouldn't do that? Or would you say, well, I'm, I'm just curious. That's a very interesting question about, <laughs> because the idea of someone being a prostitute, uh, I, I think we could probably take a survey and hundred percent of prostitutes would say, this is not something that I want that. Uh, that's a problem of society of patriarchy, uh, that, uh, well, there are of, wh- of abuse. It's <clears throat> a, it's a, um, so that kind of gets us off on a, on a rabbit trail, but I think, you know, I, I, re- I remember having this mentor of mine saying, Candace, if you ever even kiss another woman, you will feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit mm. so deeply. You will um, feel so far from God. And and my relationship with God was, was and is the most important thing to me. And so I took that very seriously. Yeah. And, um, and that's actually the thing that opened my heart to this because it, during I, I ended up kissing a woman. Um, and however long first kiss takes mere seconds, right? It, my world changed because in that moment, rather than conviction, which I very strongly knew what that felt like, um, I run a red light. I feel convicted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I take more food at the dinner table than, uh, of my favorite thing than I, you know, than I, <laughs> my wife gets, I feel convicted. I know, I know that feeling of conviction, right? Yeah. But in that moment when our, when, when we kissed, it's incredibly emotional because I, I felt the blessing of God. I felt the spirit of God. Um, it, it really uh, changed my heart. Mm. And, and so that to, to yeah. me is, is huge. Okay. So I, um, that's an interesting thing. I mean, we, there's so much here that we could discuss. We could have probably a two hour conversation, but, but um, I enjoy hearing your perspective on these things. So in your mind, what you're saying is, Hey, this, this, uh, if, if this had been wrong, the Holy Spirit would have convicted me that it's wrong. I've felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit in the past. Therefore, um, I don't see that that's wrong. So, so um, what if somebody, though, because, you know, sometimes there are activities somebody engages in, like uh, whether it's premarital sex or whether it's whether it's even the beginning of an affair in a relationship, right? Um, sometimes our feelings, uh, betray us in the sense that, oh, this feels so good. And I, I've heard the saying before, if it feels so good, how can it be wrong? Um, and so the question becomes, well, um, where do we draw the line with that? Because for certain people, there are certain things they're going to say, this feels good. I don't think it's wrong. It's natural. Therefore, this is, this has to be okay with God. And, um, 
So at what point is that line drawn is kind of where I'm thinking in your mind, where is that drawn? My guest today is Candace Zubernat, and uh, her website is thechristiancloset.com. And um, we're having a very interesting discussion. We're going to be right back, and we'll continue this discussion, and I'll give her the first word to to, uh, give her perspective on that question I just asked her. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Before I bring my need, I will bring my heart. Not all home inspections are created equal. Joe DeMars and his team at Housemaster have performed inspections in San Diego for 22 years plus and performed over 10,000 inspections for commercial, multiple family, apartments, and residential. Call before you buy or sell. You'll have confidence knowing the true condition of the property. Call 619-660-7866, sandiego.housemaster.com. Home inspections, done right, guaranteed. 619-660-7866. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. How can you live in San Diego and miss out on enjoying the water? Fast Lane Kayaking sells popular Hobie Cat kayaks that you pedal, not paddle. That means your hands are left free for fishing and fun. Just throw these on your roof rack. They're light and they're easy to use and maintain. Just rinse them off. Try one free on a demo ride. For 36 years, Ron and Debbie Lane have served San Diego with fun, family-friendly water sports of all kinds. Learn more. FastLaneSailing.com. 619-222-0766. I'm giving it all away. No more hiding. No more stalling. I hear you calling me. Thanks for tuning in to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My website is educateforlife.org. And uh, if you didn't get all the, the previous segments in the show, you can pick that up on my website. You can also podcast it on iTunes or you can visit our YouTube channel. I'm having a fantastic conversation with an old friend, uh, Candace Zubernat, and uh, we actually knew each other from high school and college, and uh, she's here in town visiting her parents and staying in their awesome beach condo, so she's <laughs> she's blessed. And um, she's gay, and she embraces the Bible and Christianity, and we're talking about how she how she connects these things. And so if you, you heard from last segment, we, we left off with um, the question, where do you draw the line? Is there a certain sexual behavior Behavior that you you say to a person, hey, I'm not going to shame you, but what you're doing is sin, and you should probably stop. I'm just curious what your yeah. your, your position on that is. I'm actually really glad you brought this up because okay. oftentimes um, when someone comes out to their family or their friends, they get the response of, hey, um, just because it feels good or just because you're having a feeling of, of that experience doesn't make it right, um, and there oftentimes within Christianity, there's just this idea of that like. Feeling and experience are sort of these things over here that are bad. And you should really use your brain, mm. um, which is really interesting because to be converted, to have a conversion experience, to have a faith in God, to believe that Jesus was the son of God. All these things actually um, use your brain, but very much you use experience and belief and feeling. Right. And I think that God created us uh, for our feelings to inform us. Um yeah, and I would agree completely with that. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, it's funny that you should say that because 
earlier on in my, my Christianity, my walk with the Lord, for me, it was like all intellect. It was like, Hey, you can't trust your feelings. Your feelings are, are not trustworthy. But today I, I fully believe, Hey, if your feelings are causing you uh, to have like this gut intuition that, Oh, this situation is not right, or it's not safe, or I'm nervous. You got to take a step back and say, let's slow down. Why is it that I feel this way? Is there a legitimate cause to it? Absolutely. I think that there are arrows, right? There are arrows to really pay attention to and to absolutely slow down and really investigate and dive into what's going on that I'm having this experience. It also kind of takes my mind back to this idea that um, to be homosexual is about sex, right? That um, all you want to do, there's this idea that like all all people in the LGBTQ community want to do is go and have some kind of crazy orgies all the time and whatever kind of crazy sex we could imagine um, when that really is reducing it down to, to a very, very small part um, that we actually all want what every straight, straight person wants, right? To find a partner who, who loves us, who knows us, who understands us to build a family and a life yeah. to be loved, um, to have meaning, to have a connection to God. And so um, the idea that it's about just giving into a pleasure that it's giving into a pleasure of a physical intimacy is a um, is a misunderstanding of what it is. Yeah, and I think um, to a, to a large extent, what you're saying is true in the sense that the the deepest cry of the human heart is to know and be known, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. And and ultimately, only um, we're going to find that ultimate fulfillment in our relationship with God and Christ, in that He is the perfect person who loves us perfectly, uh, despite our faults and our sin and, and everything that we're going. But on the other hand, it, it's certainly true that, that, um, marriage, uh, you know, a lot of people have made the relation with God all about being married or all about a family, but that's really secondary to, to our relation with Christ in the sense that we, the Bible actually, Christ actually said, there's no giving and taking in marriage after death you, that's gone. And so, uh, so, uh, um, kind of back to that question is, is where do you draw the line with somebody in therapy or, or do you draw a line or do you just leave that between them and God? Um, is there a point where you draw a line like, uh, and you say, that's not acceptable. What's the standard of a, what's acceptable and what's not? Is it feelings, experience, tradition, the Bible, science, you know, they, the, do you, does that make sense what I'm saying, what I'm asking? It does. Yeah. And, and it's clear that you really want me to say what's a sin and what's not a sin, which is okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, but Jesus has this little thing about, you know, taking the speck out of your, or, you know, don't try to take the speck out of someone else's uh, life when you got a log in your own. And so... I'm just getting, um, I'm just getting clarification. I'm not, yeah. I, I have plenty of uh, logs in my own eyes, so I don't, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm no one to to judge or, or anything like and that. So, so. To, to me, if someone came to me in therapy or I had a friend or a family member, um, rather than jump to a place of, whoa, here's a line. I would, my mind would be filled with so many questions. I would really want to know what's going on in that person's life. Um, because the, the action that's being taken to me is surface to all this other stuff mm-hmm. that's going on under, underneath. That is way more important um, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. So as a therapist, what you're saying is, uh, 
I'm not going to, I'm not going to progress their healing by drawing lines. What I really want to do is get down to the deeper issues of why are they doing what they're doing in their life and help them think that through work through that and ultimately uh, find healing through. Yeah. It's my, yeah, it would be my desire that at the end of my time with them, they would feel closer to God, closer to themselves. They'd be more fully alive and that, you know, whatever surface action that was getting in the way of the stuff they needed to work on underneath um, would, there would be healing and hope in those places. I hear what you're saying. Okay. Um, Now, uh, along these same lines, because we're kind of on this topic, and um, I, I don't mean to beat a dead horse. I hope I'm not. I hope <laughs> I'm not. But so uh, I know that a lot of our listeners are going to be thinking to themselves, well, how do you deal strictly with the scriptures that oppose homosexuality um, pretty specifically? First uh, Corinthians 6, Romans chapter 1. In First Corinthians 7, 1 through 2, Paul says each man should have his own wife and each wife her own husband. And he's talking specifically about sexual needs. Um, how do you deal with scriptures like those? Yeah. I mean, the Bible is incredibly important. Um, and when we look at it, I, I really believe it's uh, paramount that we don't just take certain scriptures out of their scriptural context, out of the, the book they were in, their historical context, that there can be a great misunderstanding and that actually the Bible has been used uh, to do all kinds of horrific things, um, you know, very easily slavery, right? Like that people p- plucked these scriptures out of the Bible um, to do horrific things to other human beings. And so that's why to me um, to just sort of pluck these, they're called clobber passages mm. uh, out of their scriptural context, their historical context um, can really lead to, damage and can separate people from God. Um, I mean, when my wife and I and our kids were looking for a church, uh, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we're both raised in the church. We both, you know, tons of mission trips, seminary educated women who want to love and serve God and people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And because of those clobber passages, when trying to find a church, we were essentially turned away, Mm. which is crazy to me. It's crazy that like, Christians have this idea uh, that it's like an exclusive club Mm. um, because of these few passages that they've taken out when there's a a greater context of love that God calls us to. Yeah. Um, Okay. I I, I really hear what you're saying. And I know that um, I've, I have several uh, homosexual friends who have felt very, um, now their view is that the homosexuality is wrong, but they still struggle with that. It for them, it's an ongoing struggle that they, they feel, Hey, God has called me to uh, be celibate or to deal with this for, for my life. But they still have found it very difficult to feel welcome in a church. Mm-hmm. And I would say, uh, there's no doubt about that, that that is something that the church really needs to um, kind of reflect and say, Hey, am I really doing what Christ would do here in this situation? Are we being Christ to these people? My guest today is Candace Zuberdat. We've got two more segments and uh, stay with us. We're having a fantastic conversation and um, we're going to be right back. When you need tires or service, count on Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service in Oceanside for a full range of affordable options in all the brands you trust. See their great customer reviews and special offers online. Hours Tuesday through Friday, 730 to 530, and Saturdays, 730 to 5. Call Dan and his team at 760-439-1631. 
Conover Tires, Wheels, and Service, 2405 Oceanside Boulevard in Oceanside, 760-439-1631. Do you have one-button espresso machines in your home or business? They make delicious coffee drinks, but they're not maintenance-free. Express Fix Coffee is San Diego's source for coffee and espresso machine repair, sales, and service. Call Dave Martin at Express Fix Coffee for new and used espresso machines, repairs, parts, and accessories. They'll save you time and money. Call Express Fix Coffee at 619-867-3853. Learn more at ExpressFixCoffee.com. There's got to be more than going back and forth From doing right to doing wrong Cause we were taught that's who we are Come on, get Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover. My guest today is Candace Zubernat. Her website is thechristiancloset.com. And she is a professional therapist who grew up in a Christian family, but ultimately in college decided that she was gay. And today she um, has a partner she's married to, and she has two kids, two little girls. Is that right? A girl and a boy. A girl and a boy. Sorry. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> and, um, and she's down here in San Diego visiting her parents. And we're just having a discussion. You know, um, a lot of people... Uh, when they disagree with somebody, they basically write them off and they don't ever talk to them anymore. They, and that can be over all kinds of issues. Um, you know, one Christian believes in evolution, one believes in creation and, uh, they say, Oh, won't cross paths with that person anymore. Uh, one person is a Catholic. Another person is a Protestant. Oh, don't want to have a discussion with them. Um, and today what is causing a lot of, uh, divisiveness and, uh, anger and animosity is this issue of uh, homosexuality and Christianity. And although I do disagree with Candace um, to a large extent, um, I don't think it's beneficial for us to have animosity towards one another or to not be able to discuss these things or not to be able to be friends. And I think that's um, actually working against Christ, not working for Christ. And uh, God has caused, called us, each one of us to love all people and, um, to really reach out in love, right? The greatest commandment is to love your neighbor as yourself and to love your God with all your heart. That's what Christ said. So, um, that's what we, that's, that's what we're called to do in all situations. And, um, that doesn't matter again, you know, there, there's big divisions over Islam and Christianity. Uh, there's a huge amount of conflict, but, uh, even in the worst situation, Christ loved the people that he disagreed with. So, we're called to love people. So Gosh, Candace, I, I wonder if I could interject because I l- just love what you just said. Oh, okay. Awesome. And I just you want can. to affirm Absolutely. it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, two things I'm thinking. One of my uh, good friends is um, her, her spiritual belief and practice is, is much more charismatic than mine. And when I came out, you know, we did the whole, like, well, what about this scripture? And what about this scripture and debating? And then yeah. I stopped and I said, you know what, if we both believe in Christ, um, this doesn't feel like it's bringing us together. Um, in fact, it's, it's alienating us from one another. Um, like how about we try to just love one another? Mm. And it's so, it's so beautiful to now, like she asks me about my wife and kids and I ask her about her husband and, and her ministry. And she asked me about my ministry. And so that there, there absolutely um, can be a spirit of love when people disagree. And especially when people come out to their parents, there's this idea of like, if I'm going to be a good Christ following mom or dad to an LGBTQ uh, son or daughter of mine, I have to like cut that relationship off. It's incredibly damaging. And I, mm. and I think that God would not want that at all. In fact, God would want you to love your child yeah. um, and to, 
support them and be in relationship with them, actually. Yeah, I think as Christians, we find it very difficult to disagree with somebody and to love them. Mm-hmm. And I that it's it's an amazing thing. And it's really, in my opinion, it's supernatural because I think it's human nature to to disconnect from somebody you disagree with. It's just this weird thing we have where we tend to make enemies out of those we disagree with. And Christ comes in and says, no, uh, that's not what I did. I ate with the prostitutes. I ate with the tax collectors. I ate with the worst sinners. Um, I bring, uh, um, I love people. Uh, and so I, I and I want to be clear on this, is that my position is that um, we never sacrifice truth for peace, but a lot of times we are sacrificing peace when it's unnecessary, um, meaning, you know, God has called us to love people and we think all of a sudden we don't, we can't love somebody and it's just not true. Yeah. And to love means to be interested in the other person. Right? Yeah. So to be curious, to ask questions, to get to know them. Yeah. So I think if you're a Christian who, who has really um, any kind of belief about homosexuality, but you don't know someone. Go get to know someone and don't don't assume, but ask lots of questions. Get Mm -hmm. to know who they are, what they're about, what's their family about. Um, Yeah, I interviewed a woman um, who she's on. She's at a different place in her life than you are. But her her, this was just a couple weeks ago. Her name is Patty Height, and she was involved. uh, She was a lesbian for 36 years. And she um, she said, uh, you know, she thought a lot of the, the problems that are. Uh, that exist in society today could be alleviated if Christians would just truly love people mm. and that uh, a lot of the, the, the animosity that's going on in our culture today could be alleviated if Christians would truly love people. Mm. And that, you know, that goes for everybody. We're not just holding Christians accountable. That goes for everybody. But the fact of the matter is, is that we're, we're taught very specifically in the Bible um, that that's what we're called to do. So yeah, thank you for yeah. sharing that um, a little bit back. I, I want to understand um, a little bit more about, uh, sexuality and homosexuality. Um, what is it about your marriage partner that attracts you to her, not just physically, but emotionally, intellectually, meaning what I'm, what I'm asking is, so you, you, you said, okay, I, in college, I became a lesbian. What is it about your partner that attracts you as opposed to a male? Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. It, um, or is it, or does it have nothing to do with the physical? It has all the, all to do with the, uh, I don't know, personality or emotion. Yeah. I mean, for all of us, attraction, I think is a combination of physical, spiritual, emotional, psychological. I mean, there are so many factors that attract us to someone. Um, in fact, it's kind of funny. I think a, a big fear of people coming out is like um, when I came out, I, th- I was so scared that all my straight friends would think that I had crushes on them. Suddenly I like all women everywhere, right? (laughs) (laughs) Don't walk in front of me because I'm going to like you. Um, in fact, it's really funny, you know, and even the idea of like, I, I find myself more physically attracted to brunettes, not even all brunettes. What do you know? Like, so, um, it's so much more than a physical experience. Um, and my wife, Crystal is, undoubtedly the best person I know. Um, when the first time I met her, I I had never met anyone so full of life, um, and love and tenderness and playfulness. The combination for me drew me in. Um, she helps me love myself more, uh, which opens me up to God more and opens me up to other people more. Mm -hmm. Um, she's changed my life. So, um, 
Do you think, and, and the, the, I just pose this question, do you think that a lesbian could ever fall in love emotionally with a man, even if she wasn't sexually attracted to his physical body? I call that friendship. Okay. Um, so while it isn't um, just physical, of course, when we have a deep affection for someone, but um, at the end of the day, there isn't that thing called attraction. Those people are called my friends. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's interesting. So, uh, so would the answer be no to that question? A lesbian uh, could not um, fall in love. I guess what I'm trying to say is, could she make a lifelong partner out of somebody who was a man, even though physically maybe, and, and, and this gets down to kind of, I don't know the science of attraction, I suppose in a way, (laughs) uh, which is, um, even if she wasn't, uh, physically attracted to that man. Cause I, I, I saw this one show once they did, they did on what attracts a man to a woman and a woman to a man, or, or in, in this case, a woman to a woman. And basically it was pretty amazing what they showed. They showed the dimensions, the bodily dimensions, the physical dimensions of the person actually changed the attraction level, which I was like, what? That is crazy. But it, it makes sense to it, to a degree. So could a lesbian be married to a man and actually be happy with that man let's say she lived in some culture where they, where it's a, it's, it's a, you know, what do they call it? Uh, planned marriages or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, could she be happy or would she be forever, uh, unhappy when we get back? Uh, Candace is going to answer this question. We're going to, that's a great tease right there. Right. So, um, Candace Zubernat is my guest. She's from the Christian and, uh, she is a gay uh, person who embraces the Bible and Christianity. And, um, we're on, you're on Educate for Life Radio, and I'm your host, Kevin Conover. We're going to be right back. Desiree Burgess and her team at heartsandpearls.com are proud sponsors of Educate for Life. From her roots at San Diego Christian College, Desiree's goal is for women to feel beautiful. Discover heartsandpearls.com. You'll find a custom handmade fashion forward accessory line for the modern woman, child, and baby. Hear Desiree's story now at heartsandpearls.com, where the opposite of fear is faith. Imagine restoring your health in a peaceful cabin in the forests of Julian, California. Milan Chessman knows the power of nutrition, detox, cleansing, and fasting. She is a 34-year pioneer, best-selling author, and nutritionist, and personally supervises and cares for you with a servant's heart. See testimonials and solutions for common health problems at a1fastingretreat.com, 619-562-5446. Hi, this is Jason Hall, president of Team Home Loans, a branch of Synergy One Lending. I just want to take this opportunity to thank Kevin Conover for the profound impact he's had on mine and my wife's spiritual life, as well as being an incredible teacher while our kids were his students. His knowledge and passion have taught us all how important it is to be defenders of our faith. It's our honor and privilege to support Kevin and his show. It is our sincere hope and prayer that you will continue to learn to be defenders of your faith through Kevin's radio show and through his Educate for Life teaching. Thank you, Kevin, from the Hall family and Team Home Loans. 
1947, Gordon Tucker began serving San Diego County families. Today, the family tradition continues with two stores, Tucker's Valley Furniture and Cash and Carry, both right across the street in El Cajon at Maine and Mollison. Whether you want today's modern, eco-friendly furniture or authentic Amish furniture from solid cherry wood built in America, let the Tucker family serve your family. Learn more at tuckersvalleyfurniture.com. A proud sponsor of Educate for Life with Kevin Conover. I will cast my cares on you. You're the anchor of my hope, the only one who's in control. Welcome to Educate for Life. I'm your host, Kevin Conover, and my website is educateforlife.org. I have all kinds of lessons on my website. They're full-on lessons that you can take for school credit. Um, so it's a whole year's worth of curriculum that goes through all the questions you can imagine about God, uh, creation, evolution, uh, Bible myth or fact. How do we know the Bible is true? Is the Bible historically accurate? Um, who wrote the Bible? Why are those books in the Bible? So all those different questions that people ask all the time, uh, that's all on my website. And my guest today is Candace Zubernat, and her website is thechristiancloset.com. And before we hop back into our discussion here, I just wanted to give her an opportunity to share exactly what she does in her uh, profession. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Yeah, you got it. Um, so uh, I've been a therapist for a little over a decade, and really felt a deep calling on my life, but could not figure out what it was. Uh, I thought it was to just be a therapist, so I opened a practice, and I thought, God, this is this was this thing that you had on my heart this whole time. Like, this is so confusing. This isn't what I thought it was. Uh, and, and through praying and, you know, waiting really came to the place of realizing, Oh, I'm, yes, therapy is this calling, but it's not just for anyone. It's for a special space of this idea of, uh, faith, a Christian faith and an LGBTQ identity. And so I see all my patients on an online format so that no matter where they live, um, that, that doesn't have to block us connecting with one another. It's an, it's an incredible, it, it feels like we're in the same room. Um, now is that like by Skype or is that purely audio or how does yeah, that work? So Skype, FaceTime, um, through, uh, this thing called VC. So, uh, whatever video format so that we can see one another as how, how it happens. And so I, I meet with individuals who are experiencing confusion or maybe a first same sex relationship, or I even meet with parents who are saying, my kid just came out to me. I don't know what to do. Mm. Um, and I actually even wrote a devotional book for parents called the first 90 days. Um, it's on Amazon and it, it literally walks them through the first three months of their child coming out. Um, so every day is a small devotional and really, um, I know it's a, it's a grieving process for a parent usually. And so it walks them through, through that grieving process. Um, I also blog and write and, and speak and uh, meet with church uh, leadership to talk about this issue. So I have a very full life. I'm, I'm really lucky. That, that is, that's amazing. Um, along those same lines, Candace, to hop back into our discussion here, mm-hmm. um, what would you do if somebody did come to you and said, Hey, I'm um, struggling with homosexuality. I don't want to be homosexual. And maybe they knew that your position was, um, 
that uh, that that's not a bad thing to be homosexual. Um, how would you respond to somebody who said, I want to try to move away from that? Yeah. Yeah. A combination of that. And then before before the break, you also mentioned this idea of like a lesbian being married to a man. Yeah. Could she so, be satisfied? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's this um, it's called a mixed orientation marriage, hmm. um, which is kind of popping up a lot because. People uh, who are experiencing same-sex attraction are going to their pastors, uh, especially before this is really talked about, right? And they're saying, I don't know what to do. And their pastors were saying, go and get married and it will go away, yeah. right? And so now there's all these people in, in straight marriages raising children, waking up and saying, this never went away. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So when those people come to me f- for therapy, I, I know that they're a little bit anxious. Like, you know, maybe it's a, it's a man who's experiencing same-sex attraction for men. And he's saying, I, I don't want you to just say, go and, and live fully as a gay man and be happy and leave your wife and kids. Um, and I always want to reassure them that I hold marriage incredibly sacred and sacramental and that it's never my intention to break a family apart. And that I know people who are in mixed orientation marriages who are very happy, um, but that they're, it, it's not without a cost mm. for both people. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that they don't have happiness and um, different kinds of intimacy and, but that for those people, uh, you know, there's a grief and, and a cost. Um, So if someone came to me and said, I'm I'm homosexual, I want to, I don't want to be, I would say one thing, we're going to have to do a lot of grieving because you cannot change your orientation. Um, It's not been proven on any level in any study anywhere that, it's not something that can be changed. And so if you are, you know, maybe a woman attracted to women and, and you want to get married to a man, okay, well, you're going to have to really grieve mm. that this isn't going to change about you. And absolutely, let's expo- explore how you get to be you, the way you want to be you, and the best way that you yeah. think God's calling you for that. But it is going to mean a lot of yeah. acceptance and grief uh, because it, it cannot be changed. Yeah. I want to interject here because um, Candace and I, are, we are in a disagreement here. So, um, and that's okay. Okay. We're still friends and we're smiling at each other right now. So, <laughs> so, um, but I just want to interject that I've interviewed uh, several people on the air. Uh, if you want to check out my previous podcasts uh, who actually say they have changed um, Joe Dallas, Patty Height, uh, and a variety of others. So, um, make sure you do your research on that, that, uh, Candace is, she is a professional therapist. That's her opinion. Uh, and her, her, from her own, uh, perspective and research, that's what she's found. But, um, I would also challenge that there are quite a few people out there, Randy Cohen, uh, and others who say that it is possible to change as difficult as that may be. Um, and even Robert Spitzer, uh, who is the one who got the homosexuality taken out of the DSM, uh, as a mental disorder in the 1970s, actually did a study in, I believe, 2001 or 2002. Uh, and he is a non-Christian um, uh, professor uh, who's an expert in this field who actually did a study that it looked like he did have about 200 candidates who were able to change their orientation to some degree, um, some less than others. Um, but I don't want to make light of the issue either. This is no easy issue. And certainly anybody who wanted to get out of homosexuality, um, it's no, that's no easy road to hoe. And there's certainly not even a guarantee that that's possible. And, and Candace has, has iterated that. So, um, yeah. Did you well, wanna, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's this idea of reparative therapy, right? That yeah. this can be changed Yeah, and that there have been, you know, so many studies actually that that has only led to, um, symptoms of 
you know, suicide and depression and anxiety yeah. and even Exodus International. I mean, the biggest, you know, you can change um, organization there is closed down because they yeah. were really realizing like, hey, this is actually harmful. And it, and that is just not. True. Yeah. So and I would and I and I totally agree with that. I mean, the guy that started one of the founders of Exodus actually came out and said, hey, we totally failed. This was totally wrong. And I think the big failure there is um, is that. You know, uh, Oprah Winfrey did this whole show and the title sounds kind of um, uh, kind of uh, I don't know how to say the word. It it was called Pray the Gay Away. Mm -hmm. And they were making fun of the idea that, you know, you go to a church, you pray and all of a sudden gay goes away. That's not reality at all. And that's become very clear, I think, to everybody that no, there's no you know, that's not what's going to solve the problem here. And so the question would be, okay. Does that mean that there's no possible way to change or does it mean that we have to look at a different avenue and say, hmm, maybe the approach was wrong and maybe we're going to learn more through science and psychology and counseling or not? Um, obviously, Candace and I uh, have different opinions on that, but but uh, we're all pursuing truth. And, and what we want is people to f- find hope, healing, well-being uh, in Christ, to know the Lord and... Uh, ultimately to know God. So I think with those common um, values in place, uh, you know, we're going to do a lot better than fighting against one another and, and battling against each other. So anyway, um, we are almost out of time here, uh, Candice. So um, I really want to thank you so much for coming on the air. I think um, it's a huge blessing having you and, um, and her website again is the Christian my website is educateforlife.org and uh, you can check out all kinds of information on her site and my site in, that pertains to this issue. If you're listening out there and you yourself are struggling with this issue, please know that there is hope. Pursue the Lord, pursue God, uh, pursue his word. Thanks, Candace. Thanks a lot, Kevin. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Did you miss part of today's program? Don't worry, we're committed to helping you get the info you need. Okay, that was dumb. But for real, visit educateforlife.com for podcasts and video recordings of the show and to sign up for the School of Unshakable Faith. Leave us your comments, compliments, questions, or concerns at 800-243-9719 or email kevcon at educateforlife.com. That's K-E-V-C-O-N at educateforlife.com. Always be much more to me. And every day I wrestle with the voices that keep telling me I'm not right. But that's all.